Hey, sports fans. Greg Medford here. Welcome to the Greg Medford Show. Phoenix, Arizona. Just getting ready to... I'm, I'm leaving town tomorrow going on Christmas break. It's the first time we've shut down for an extended period around Christmas ever. 12 years in. I'm taking my son. We're going to go... He's going to learn how to sail. We're going to spearfish. Kill some bonefish. Probably deal with some equatorial rain. Should be a good time. In the meantime, our ongoing series on America and our discussion we've had that we've had for the last couple of years, um, we've brought a bunch of guests on from the political sphere here in Arizona this past year. We've started to bring on some guests from other areas. And uh, we got a great get, Bob. We got a cool get. He's Our, our guest today uh, is kind of like, a, kind of has turned into a little bit of a folk hero. And uh, I'm sure trying to come to terms with all of that. It's a lot to take in as a young person. It's a lot to take in as any person. Um, you guys all know him. Um, he was involved in an incident up in it was Kenosha, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. We're going to talk about a little tiny bit about the incident because most everybody's heard about it. He's been over that a million times, and there's nothing like new and interesting and exciting about that. He's also got stuff going on still. He's being attacked by various groups, so uh, there's going to be some areas we cordon off and don't talk about just because he's still got ongoing kind of legal matters he's got to wrestle with, so we'll hit some breaks. I don't know exactly where all those corners are. When we get to him, he'll kind of poke me a little bit. I think it was, uh, you know, if you run in my circles, the tactical world, knives, firearms, former military, we run into a lot of chest-thumping patriot types. I run into lots of guys. I can always tell really, really intense veterans. Really, really intense veterans were usually in some sort of supportive role. They weren't really tip of the spear guys. I can usually tell tip of the spear guys because they're pretty laid back and they're really not craving for war because you know they've been in the they've kind of been in the fray of it and they're like, yeah, that's that's no bueno. So we got a whole country. You know, in 1776 when the Declaration of Independence was posted, signed, um, the vast majority of citizens of the new America, they wanted to be British. That's what that whole 3% thing is. 97% of people want to be British. 3% of people participated in the Revolutionary War. 3%. It's a very small number. I hear guys talk about this all the time, Second Amendment guys, and they're always like, man, the government comes around guns to my door. They're going to have to fight on their hands. No, they're not. Everybody I know is going to just give up their guns. When law enforcement shows up and you got your daughter in the bedroom and your son's in front of the video game and your wife's cooking dinner and the law enforcement agencies of whatever scumbaggery show up to take your shit, almost nobody's going to get into a gunfight. Almost everybody is going to go, oh, this is awful, and they're going to comply. So everybody talks a big game, but then every now and then you run into somebody who kind of <laughs> kind of did the road less traveled and did something unexpected. So our guest today is Kyle Rittenhouse. You guys had a chance to see the trial and see everything and hear all of the crazy quotes and the banana shit that got said. And to a man, everybody I had the conversation about, we all said, man, that kid conducted himself well. So, welcome to the show, Kyle. Nice to have you here. I talk about you in kid is past tense because blaming a couple people puts you, it mans you up a decade at least. <laughs> so, well, thanks for being here. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. And what you're we what you were saying in the beginning with the government coming after our guns and like they're going to be knocking at people's doors with law enforcement. You know, you're absolutely right. People are just going to cower and give them give them over. But what we need to do is we need to, like, not even get to that point. We need to go out there and vote for pro-2A candidates, people who are not going to allow that to happen, people yeah. that are going to yeah. support 18- to 20-year-old constitutional carry, people that are going to pass new gun laws and stop fighting for these high-capacity high magazine bans and just let us use our Second Amendment and abide by the Constitution of the United States that our founding fathers gave us. You know, it's nice to hear uh, everybody's always got grandiose plans, and you're basically saying go vote and vote the right way. Absolutely. And 
And, you know, that's the thing about our republic. Uh, elections are a pressure relief valve. They're a way to throw the bums out without hanging them. They're a way to throw the bums out without burning down the Capitol. And uh, we all have to, well, everybody's, if everybody who is so busy thumping their chest brought 10 of their friends to go vote, our country wouldn't be slipping from our grasp right now. Absolutely. You know, people don't go out there, they don't go vote. And then you look at the situation here in Arizona, they were I was watching videos, they were telling people, Oh, the voting machines are down. Um, you have to go wait in this line. And then people didn't want to wait four hours, you know, that really affects you that four hours, like can determine our future. When I hear about what happened in the election here, and you know, I, I saw, you know, we a bunch of us went to vote live. And uh, because we didn't want our mail-in ballots being provisional or having other people decide how accurate they were, we went and voted live. And the first place we went to, the lady basically came out and said, hey, the machines are not printing properly. Something's wrong. We talked to people in front and said, we've been here two hours and hasn't moved. Yeah, because Carrie Lake was winning and they wanted her to lose. And, you know, they can't have honest elections. You know, I just want to give... A real quick congratulations to Carrie Lake for going to trial on her lawsuits. It's going to expose a lot of facts. I, I'm excited to see what it what we're about to see. I'm curious to see if anything happens because I have so little. I'm older than you, and I have so little faith in the faith in the criminal justice system. Manual. Yeah, and and you know you've been through the ringer, and you know here's what's miraculous about it for everybody watching. It, it worked out the right way. It, it almost never works out the right way. That's why all of us adults are sitting there kind of going, Jesus, what's going to happen? Because yeah. it almost never works out the right way. You know, you look at all these other examples of these malicious prosecutions, these innocent peoples going to trials and getting found guilty because the jury's afraid to make the right decision. They're worried about the town burning. Yep. I got lucky. I had an amazing jury. I had a jury who did not have any fear, who did the right thing, who looked at the facts, who looked at the evidence and put their personal feelings aside. And they came to the right conclusion and found me not guilty. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody always says, you know, hey, what's this? You know, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm a critic as I sit back and watch what's going on in the country, watch what's going on in the world. And, and we all are. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like many parents, you know, my parents were like, hey, less bitching and more solutions. You know, what, what, what's your solution? And I look at what's going on and I see a complete lack of accountability and I see cowardice everywhere we turn. So the thing that, you know, you talk about your jury was fearless and they, they, were, they, were, they were brave, right? Because they, they could do what can happen in a town afterwards if people put that into their calculation can cause injustice everywhere. Absolutely. I've heard from people that people in my jury, they prayed every single day. They said, let us reach the right verdict based on the facts and the evidence alone. And God gave them that strength and they gave God gave them that power to do that. I yeah. mean, look after my acquittal. Um, there were protests all around the world after I got acquitted. New York was on fire, Portland. Like there was a bunch of cities that had nothing to do with Kenosha. Just people wanted to get out there and riot. Yeah, there's a lot of people just... The, the, opportunists yeah yeah they take advantage they hijack every little thing that goes on to try and uh so it's a lot of self-aggrandizing it's almost like going to a concert you want to go to an outdoor concert with your friends this is almost a social thing for them to go Absolutely. just do this disrupting and you know people like to follow the click i'm going to go back to the voting for a second people like will vote democrat because their mom or dad or their best friend is voting democrat not because they did any research right but they're too cowardly to uh, check that Republican box because they're scared that they're not going to fit in with their friends. They're scared they're going to be an outcaster, especially with kids my age. They don't want to do the right thing. They want to sit at home, smoke marijuana, have sex, and pretty much don't do anything for society besides vote in terrible politicians. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of voting for handouts and stuff. Um, so what are you doing now? Um, you know, uh, we, we all heard initially you were going to ASU or something. Um, whatever ended up panning out, um, what are you up to now? Well, I'm on a gap semester right now. I made the mistake of I ended up ASU withdrew me from classes, so I'm not going there anymore. Why'd they withdraw you? They, they forced a compassionate withdrawal on me after I announced I was going there during my trial. Um, they're like, no, he isn't. We're going to, like, give him a compassionate withdrawal. Like, so no. they, they, they woke withdrew you? Absolutely. Okay. And they protested me there also. Yeah. And and so 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 now what are you going to try and I mean, do you like ASU? 
you know, it's an okay school, but right now I'm not going to announce where I'm going to go to school because it's probably a good idea. Yeah. I, uh, I announced that and I ended up having got fortunate to take in a gap semester because, um, people knew where I was going to school and I was getting credible death threats and like, it was just crazy. Has so. that calmed down? No, no. People are crazy. I get, I get hundreds of DMS a week saying, I'm going to fucking kill you. You murderer, you racist. When I see you, I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a piece of lead in your head. I'm going to stab you. Are you worried about any of it? You know, there's some that are pretty worrying, but like God has a plan and God's plan is the right plan. So whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, are you, have you seen that whole fucking fuck around and find out meme with you? I have. Um, <laughs> How does all that stuff affect you? You know, the memes are great. Um, there's some funny ones, especially like the Lemonhead memes. Like there's there's funny ones that it just make me laugh. But then there's some that are like really dark. It's like I can't really talk too much about them because, you know, with the civil lawsuit, they're going to use whatever I say against me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you have you kind of, um, you know, it's probably been a pretty wild couple of years. Um, I saw. You, you got a girlfriend now? Yeah, yeah. Um, beautiful girlfriend. She lives in North Carolina. Um, she's not woke like the mob. She's conservative, Christian. What does she do? Uh, so she worked at Chick-fil-A. She does modeling and pageant stuff. Yeah, and... she looks like a freaking model. She's gorgeous. Good for you. Yeah, she is. I said, you dude, you're, I mean, that's your payoff, man, because you're, you're punching above your weight. We all decided we're like, good for Kyle. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, she's a, her sister and her are huge with Turning Point USA. Cool. Um, they've been going to their events forever. Um, and it's just great. Like, how'd you meet her? So her, her sister works for Turning Point. Okay. And, and then you were doing like, stuff with Turning Point. That, and then like, I found her on social media. Um, you stalked her? You know, that, that's. You four doors, <laughs> you four doors and more hordes stalked her? Well, that's a very, um, outlandishly claim here. This is uh, alleging some things here. <laughs> Yes. Um, so she, I saw she made conservative like TikToks and conservative Instagram posts. I was okay. like, you know, this girl's really cool. I'm going to add her. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to take a risk. And just like, she can either be really crazy or really sweet. And she turned out to be really sweet and we really connected. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Um, is, is she traveling with you or is she... Yeah. Yeah. She's traveling with me. Um, she's here, here with me at Turning Point USA for the AmFest conference. Yep. Um, today was the last day. So we're a little exhausted. Um, I bet. It, Conferences take a lot out of you. They're very time, sure. not time consuming. Well, it's energy suck, it, right? It takes a lot of energy out Because everybody's pulling at you. Yeah. I and here you are doing a podcast, so thanks for coming in. Hey, of course. Thank you for having me. Like, this is a great setup. I'm just looking around. Like, people probably notice on camera, I'm just like, my eyes are wandering. There's so many cool things in here, so many great pieces of history, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, uh, I'm kind of a history buff, and, and I like... Uh, I think everything that goes on in the moment, I, I try to see it in the context of uh, history and time to connect everything a little bit. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do in your, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, I, I originally, I'm probably going to go to school and get my a degree in business. I want to do aviation. I'm probably just going to get my pi private pilot license. I haven't completely decided yet. Um, I changed it up a lot. I'm 19. Yeah. Um, Jesus, you're 19. I'm 19. Jesus Christ. That's a lot to go through, I man. Mean, think about when you were 19, 20 oh. years old. How many times did you change up what you what you wanted to do? I was in the Marine Corps. Marine Corps. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for your service. So I want to do political activism. I want to be an advocate for 2A. Um, I, want to, I want to be a voice for the people who are not heard. I want to get out there and encourage people to go out there and vote to not vote for these rhinos, to vote for people who are actually going to make change. They're going to bring laws. They're going to get laws passed, and they're going to they're gonna do good things. And, and a lot of block laws, just block laws, stop laws. I, I want my real conservatives just stop the bullshit. The country works just fine if people will go to jail for doing bad things. Absolutely. People got held accountable for doing bad things, and we would all be fine. We would, It would be a great world, and... You know, if they stopped coming for our rights, look at Chicago. They're coming for our guns right now. Look at Chicago. It has the strictest gun laws in the country yeah. outside of California. Highest gun highest gun crime rate. Right. Highest murder rate. Same with California, L.A. Gun control does jack shit. Absolutely. Um, do you have anybody at this point who's giving you mentorship and maybe sketching out a career path for you? Because being a... To a, I mean, you're in a you're in a unique spot, 
and I don't want to, I don't want to say this and have this come off the wrong way. Um, you know, I've been friends with some guys who got congressional medals of honor and it changed their life and they became that thing that happened to them. And a lot of times it's hard to plug that in to the future. How do you plug that in? What do you do with that? Um, I've had, you know, I, I know guys who went and just got a job. <laughs> then they're the guy at work with the Congressional Medal of Honor. I can't really go out and get a job right now, but yeah. So I mean, that's I, I, I you know, if you're looking at doing two A advocacy or you know, poli I mean, you you know, you got something that every politician in this country would kill their firstborn child for, which is name recognition, like instantly. So I guess is anybody helping you kind of chart out a path to arrive at the kind of a vision of what you want i don't really have anybody at the moment um carving out a path right now it's just sort of me my girlfriend helping me and a few friends in my circle um i don't i don't have a manager um i don't really have anybody like doing anything for me listen listen i'm before you leave today get my number and talk with me okay okay because I've seen a lot of guys come out of the teams, come out of special forces, come out of these big, big backgrounds, trying to plug into the civilian world. Interesting transition. I've talked to lots of them. Um, I've had a lot come and work for me here in transition. Not, not saying that you should do that, but I'm also pretty politically active. And you know, you've got something. If you you need, it would not be bad for you to have somebody older who is not. Who's been around and, and wants nothing from you. Yep, that's because the goal. Because the problem is, um, you know, I started kind of sneaking up on politics and everybody I thought was pretty evil. I I, I wasn't comfortable with anybody. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is awful. These people are awful. They will do or say anything. They're awful. Yeah. And uh, and so I said, nope, no, no interest. So I kind of speak my truth out loud to everybody and do my podcast and make knives and kind of change the world one knife at a time if I can. You know, cool stuff. <laughs> but if you ever want to talk, you uh, you definitely reach out. I I have a uh, I'm a I'm pretty um, be surprised. You get guys in their fifties who have had a little success. They're good people to talk to and bounce ideas off of, especially if they don't have any self interest in connected with you. You um. Uh, going to go to school, obviously. Um, you've connected with Charlie Kirk a little bit, I imagine. Yeah, I've, I've uh, hung out with Charlie. I talked to him a few times. He's a yeah. great guy. It's amazing what he's doing at Turning Point USA. Fucking smart dude, huh? Very smart dude. Yeah. Very intelligent. Um, and I want him to change his haircut, but he's a smart dude. <laughs> uh, that pompadour he wears is hilarious. <laughs> is he still rocking that? Uh... It was like straight up in the air when I saw it a couple weeks ago. I'm like, is it still? It's st it still looks like a peacock. I'll have to check. Yeah, you yeah, you were just with him this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, but I don't. It I looked... don't really pay attention to people's hair. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bobby, am I wrong? Is he still wearing? Is he still rocking that Elvis pompadour? Does he? It's he's knocked it down a peg or two. That thing was hilarious. I saw it a few months ago. I was like, Charlie, Jesus, it's six inches taller than your head. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, all right. So, uh, do you, do you, where, about where do you, I mean, you don't need to tell me where you're in Texas. You're living in Texas. You're, every, you're, you're living in the free nation of Texas right now. Yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody knows I live in Texas. I'd love to live in Florida, but you have to be 21 to purchase a rifle in Florida. <laughs> and you're like, fuck that. I mean, you know, I, I, I know, I know, um, DeSantis would pass these laws, 18 to 20 year old carry, but they just need to be introduced to him. Do you, do you, um, Tell me a little bit about how it affected you. Um, a lot of veterans are uh, dishonest about how shooting people affects them. Oh, it sucks. I mean, I have constant tell us, nightmares. Tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit. Like, it's it's something I constantly relive. Like, like I'll stare off into space. Like, I'll wake up w with nightmares. There'll be nights where I get like zero to no sleep and or i'll wake up in a cold sweat like you think about it a lot and it really affects you and it affects your relationships people don't realize how much it affects your relationships because there will be people in my life who are no longer in my life because they'll come up to me and they'll be former friends they'll be like you're so different now and i'm like i mean i had a life-changing event i don't i don't know what you're supposed to like yeah, like I don't. Do I don't you want know to go do dun to Dungeons and fucking Dragons? What are you talking about? Yeah, I know, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, but yeah. they're just like, 
I lost a lot of friends because they just think I'm like completely different now because of how it affected me. Um, how's tell me a little how it's affected you? Short, short temper, personality, or what? No, not not really short temper. Just like I don't really want to go out and do things as much. Yeah. Like I have a bigger perception, like a better perception. I don't want to go out and like go partying with a bunch of like mm -hmm. 18, 19 year old people. I kind of want to just stay at home. I don't want to go drive around. So a little more of a homebody. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to go and do. Like I want to go out and do things, but I don't want to go out and do like dumb. You, you know, you, you, it sounds to me, and I'm not like an armchair psychologist, but it sounds like a really classic pattern of PTSD. Um, I, I, do you know how many veterans, like, when we get back from abroad, don't want to go anywhere? We don't want to go socialize. We don't like groups of people. Mm -hmm. We don't like strangers around us. Yeah. Like, I mean, all of that stuff that you're saying. My biggest thing I'm working at getting over I get so drained at conferences because I hate being in crowds. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I can barely stand. I love being around supporters, but I hate being surrounded because it's just like, it's like, a, all, is it the vulnerability? It, it's just like anything can happen to anything. Yeah. Like I was vulnerable when I got attacked. Like this is how I was attacked. Like it just, it's like a reminder that anything can happen. And like, I don't know who some of these people are. I, I don't know if they're out to get me and I, I just start, I just feel uncomfortable and I start sweating and I get nervous. So let me ask you, do you feel any responsibility for having put yourself in the crosshairs a little bit? I mean, honest question, and I'm not poking at you, okay? Um, I mean, as your dad, I would have said, don't goddamn go down there. Let those fucking crazy people take care of themselves. Don't, no, don't go do that. With They got insurance. We get their building repainted afterwards. Don't, don't go down there. If I was your dad, I would have said that. Yeah. Okay. And maybe, maybe your parents did say it. I don't know. Uh, I was, no, God damn it. Don't take an M4 down there. There's going to be nothing but trouble out of that. Is there a part of you that scratches around inside and says, geez, man, I wish I should have just. I mean, I wish I would never have had to, to take somebody's life, two people's lives, and shoot a third. Yeah. But I did what I had to do to save my life. Would you put yourself in that whole scenario again? You know, because it's a civil lawsuit, I'm not really going to comment okay. on that because cool. they're going to like. That's cool. They'll use it against like, you. Yeah. Use that against yeah, get, me. That's fine. Um, yeah, you know, it's, I've heard guys, you know, that, that got to do a bunch of gunslinging say, you know, I would have never gone and I would have never joined the military if I didn't known what I was going to get put through. I've had guys honestly say that to me and I go, oh, that's how much therapy did that cost? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, that was a, a little bit of therapy. Right, have you talked to anybody about it? You know, I talked to some therapists. Um, I have therapists right now. They just don't understand. No, if that makes sense. Of course not. I want to try this new thing. It's like laser eye. I forget what it's called. It, are you talking about EMDR? Yeah, I want yeah. to try that. I want to see how that works for me. I just got to find a place that I trust and they'll they'll do it. I know a place. Perfect. I'll check them out. Actually, no two. Two. Perfect. Yeah, really, really good people. Perfect. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll talk a little bit when we're off off Perfect. the show. Okay. Yeah, I know. I want to try that. And I'm I'm stunned. You're not getting more. People jumping in to help you. I mean, this has been a while. You've been out in the wilds. How long ago was all this? About a year ago, right? Uh, August 25th of 2020 was my shooting. <laughs> when was the trial? I was acquitted last year on November 19th. Okay, so it's been a year since, you know, yep. it really was top of news and a year and a half since <laughs> you got jammed up pretty badly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and and uh, is your uh, is your girl going to school? Is she? Uh, what's she doing? Uh, she's going to school. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What's her? What she? What she want to do? Communications and journalism, I believe. I think okay. she may change it. I'm not sure. We all change it a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Figuring things out as you go. But as long as she doesn't go to liberal media, I'm happy. <laughs> um, have you? Uh, have have has any of the have any of the news agencies or has Fox News talked to you about contributing for them at some level, or are you kind of stuck until the litigation stuff's over? No, I haven't really had any offers to like contribute at like Fox News. Um, I would love to sit down and have that conversation with anybody who would love to have me contribute with them. Yeah. It's definitely a career path I'm interested in. And yeah, hopefully one day I can have those conversations. You know, there's probably, um, I mean, you're just a fucking young dude. I've got boots older than you. So you probably like, you have this unique thing. And if you don't spoil it and you haven't so far, if you don't spoil it and you can kind of gather around yourself um, strong education about it and, you know, uh, you know, there's a, there's a thing that happens if you do the university thing and you get a good degree and you communicate better, 
you communicate more wisely, you communicate more intelligently, and a broader audience hears you better. And uh, that's probably going to be a big part of this next little era in your life. Yeah, getting, education getting you is ready for what important. comes afterwards. Absolutely, yeah. And education is priority, and I think that'll help with my future and it'll benefit me sure. dramatically. Sure, sure, okay. And uh, how do you find uh, how do you find the people out here in Arizona? You know, the people out here are great. You know, there was just a Lakers game yesterday, so I was like, you know, I'm probably going to stay in my hotel room for the night because <laughs> uh, they played the Suns. And, you know, I didn't go out, but majority of that, people are great. A lot of a lot of turning point people out here, a lot of just mm -hmm. blue-collar conservatives that just want to do the right thing and just contribute to society. I'll tell you the one thing I noticed talking to some people is – uh, your typical Democrat hates your fucking guts. And I want to grab them by the goddamn neck and pinch their head off. And, you know, violence isn't going to solve anything, and I'm, I'm not advocating violence often, but I'm like, how can anybody be that hostile and that ill-informed and be so goddamn hostile and ill-informed at the same time? It's unbelievable. And you got to deal with that, like, forever. You know... Leftists like to incite violence. They like to kill our babies. They like to start protests, start riots. They like to lie, and they like to say they're going to do one thing, and then they go and do the other thing, and they say what they did was, oh, no, we actually meant to do that. That was good for us, and people believe them, and it's bullshit. Tell me about your parents. Where are they at? Mom lives in Florida. I don't really talk to my dad. He lives in Wisconsin, Kenosha. Okay. Um, our relationship kind of fell out. Um, yeah. After this or before? Before that. Um, I would hang out with him occasionally, but, yeah, just not really part of my life. Can you – do you mind kind of walking through kind of what was going on in your head today, what you were doing? Can we hear it right from the horse's mouth? Uh, in Kenosha? Yeah. You know, I was down there. I was cleaning graffiti off the wall. Um, I was just – cleaning up after the first night's riots uh it sounds like a boy scout thing to do yeah just helping out and i went to this car store, were you in so scouts at all i was a boy scout for about six months and when i was younger then i was okay. a police explorer which was sponsored by the boy scouts of america okay i'm familiar all right so you were kind of into civic service kind of stuff as a as a as a kid as a kind of like a hobby yeah okay. and then and then I was cleaning graffiti, and then I went to the car. Me and me and Dominic Black, who was with me that night, who was my sister's ex-boyfriend, we were walking around looking at the damage, and we met the owners of the car source, and we're talking to them. We offered to help, and then they said they would let us know. And then later that night, Nick Smith called and said, hey, can you come help us protect this business? The owners asked us, asked Nick to have us come help protect that business. So we did. I brought my first aid kit because I was a lifeguard and a firefighter EMT cadet as well. So I had, I had some basic first aid stuff. I knew, like the fundamentals of like, like Bre know. breathing, bleeding, shock. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I went there, brought that, helped helped countless people. I was pepper sprayed that night. Um, I was tear gassed, and I continued helping people both on like anybody i was helping antifa i didn't know what antifa was then i wasn't a political person back then i didn't know like all these bad actors i just wanted to i just wanted to be a good person and help and then i went i got a call that there was a fire at car source lot number three where my shooting happened there was three car sources by the way and we just called them car source one two and three throughout the trial and car source isn't basically the name of a chain of uh, car dealerships in that, locally there that is correct okay and then I went down there with a fire extinguisher. I was running. I um, got to this Duramax. It was on fire. Um, Joshua Zeminski. So diesel pickups burning. You yep. show up with a fire extinguisher to put the fire out. Yep. Um, I don't end up putting out the fire. Joshua Zeminski, um, this guy is currently facing a bunch of charges. He's in jail right now. Is this the guy that got fired, the, shot. fired he, the first shot? He fired the first shot. Yep. Okay. So he takes a step towards me with a Glock pistol in his hand. And then Joseph Rosenbaum comes out. And that's the guy you blasted in the bicep, right? No. Oh, he's dead. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to it. And then. Okay, I'm so sorry. Got he it. starts chasing me. I'm running away. I turn around and I point my fire at him. He briefly stops. I turn around and he keeps running at me. I'm cornered in between two cars and then about three cars behind me with about 150 people behind me. Nowhere to go. 
I'm being shot at in front of me and there's a guy to my left who shoots at me after my shooting. So I, Mr. Rosenbaum lunges at me, grabs my gun with both of his hands on my firearm and I, I shoot him out of self-defense. I run around the vehicle. Um, he, he's getting help rendered to him by Richard McGinnis, a journalist. And then a mob starts forming and chasing me down as I'm running down Sheridan Road to the police line to get to law enforcement to let him know what happened. I'm struck with a skateboard. I keep running. And then I'm struck with a rock. And then I stumble to the ground. And then I'm immediately kicked to the face. And I fire two shots, missing that person. And then Mr. Huber, who's suing me in civil court right now, puts his knees in my chest, grabs my gun, pulls my gun, and swings a skateboard at my head for the second time. He hit me one time already. This is the second time. And then I fire one shot. And then Mr. Grosskreutz, um, the man with the pistol, points his pistol at me, and I shoot him hitting him in the bicep. And then I get up, and then I get to the police line. And then they tell me to go home. They pepper spray me. I go home. Who pepper sprayed you? The police. Okay. I told them I shot somebody, I shot somebody, and they were like, go home, go home, go home, pepper sprayed me. I said, okay, I went home, turned myself into the Antioch Police Department where I was arrested and held in jail for 87 days. So the guy that you shot in the bicep, who's not dead, he was pointing a firearm at you, right? He had a pistol pointed directly at my head. Okay. And you were on the ground at that point, right? That is correct. It's been a while since I watched it. I mean, I watched parts of the trial. And it's kind of wrap up, you know? Um, but he was the guy who was crying about how you devastated his bicep and he's got a bicep problem the rest of his life now, right? Yes. But he was pointing fire, a loaded firearm at you. Yes, there was one in the pipe. It's hilarious. I mean, I know it's not hilarious, but from the outside, we're like, how the fuck is this even a conversation when a guy points a loaded gun at you and you shoot him? And not even lethally. And, and, and you know, then, he denied it for the longest time that he ever pointed that gun at me. Mm -hmm. And then I saw when it broke right during the trial. We were like, oh. he finally admitted it during my trial. Like right during the trial. I mean, it was a Perry Mason. Like, holy shit. Did he just say that moment? Like, were you guys, were you like, you know, I was like, wow, this dude, I wish it were it over. It just happened trial. right here. Like, did you just hear the same thing I heard? And then he was like, yeah. And I'm like, he just admitted to pointing a gun at me. Right, like on national television. I'm like, there we go. Like, at least he was honest. There was a goddamn gasp collectively across the country because we were all watching it. <laughs> I mean, you could feel the air get sucked out of the country because everybody <laughs> took a breath at the same time. And and we, and they go, oh no, there's going to be a this decision may go weird and she could get funny. Yeah, yeah, and go weird for us meant go the right way. You know, yeah, just crazy, crazy. Um, it's been a strange few years, you know. Um, after the George Floyd thing happened, I I was scratching my head just as an observer from the outside because mm -hmm. I'm like, man, if cops are out of line, can throw them in jail if they're out of line. Like, Absolutely. there's a process for that, you know. Due process, everybody deserve, deserves their yeah. Damn every, part. Everybody. And I was watching that thing, and I said, this is the best that it was. That was Missouri, right? Minnesota. Is that Minnesota? Yep. Uh, with with uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. It was Minneapolis with uh, Mr. Floyd and uh, Mr. Chauvin. I was scratching my head, going, "This is the best case of an innocent person getting uh, injured by. This is the best police violence you have." I mean, when as the facts have come down over the last couple of years, it's not at all what anybody said it was in the news. It's completely opposite. It's bananas. Mm -hmm. And the whole country lost its mind. And then all of a sudden, it was like war on cops. And uh, it's it was a couple summers of madness. It was crazy. Absolutely. Like, I don't agree 100% with what Derek Chauvin did. I think eight minutes. You're talking about the cops? Yes. Yeah, nor, nor do I. Nor do I. Like, I think there's a lot of things I don't know about it, but I don't agree with that whole eight minutes. I don't know how he passed away, if it was from fentanyl or from aspiration. I don't know. Right. But how they use that one case to target every single police officer in America is ridiculous. Yeah, How crazy. they burned down cities ridiculous i find it really disturbing that police officers were getting attacked murdered because of one bad cop and i am i'm as pro blue as they get and i believe in accountability and i don't believe anybody deserves special treatment but what what happened after that 
opportunists again. Opportunists. Hijacked, a, hijacked an incident and turned it into a thing. Have you been up back to where all this happened since? You know, I've been I've been to Kenosha once or twice after after my after after the shooting, and you know, I don't really have any intentions of going back. I don't really have a need to be there. Is the place a mess? You know, or is it pretty recovered? I don't know. Last time I last time I went there, it it was okay. Just like there was like they're rebuilding, but there was millions of dollars in property damage. Well, interesting. So your mom is down in Florida. Yep. You want to move to Florida, but you got a little two A bone to pick with them till you're twenty one. It's not on your uh, it's not on your radar. You know, I want them to pass constitutional carry. I want I want them to like, you know, eighteen to twenty pistol and rifle. And there's there's a lot, but right now Texas is one of the states I'm I like right now because they have pretty good gun laws, although the uh, DPS is suing because 18 to 20 was just passed by a judge. They ruled that it was unconstitutional to prohibit 18 to 20-year-olds yeah. from carrying firearms in the state of Texas per the Constitution, which is absolutely correct. And then this DPS, the head of DPS, is suing, saying no, appealing, no, like, we're not going to do this. And I'm really disturbed because there's quite a few colleges in Texas. We have Texas, A&M, and a bunch of others. Look at the young college women that are getting beat, raped, and murdered on a daily basis, 18 to 20, and they don't have the means to defend themselves. Look at the school shootings. Look at Uvalde, for instance. The police took forever to respond, yeah. and it's tragedy what happened. If we would have had teachers who had guns there, if we would have young students, 18 to 20-year-olds, senior high school students who had firearms, school shootings would go down. And they would be able to stop the person who was bringing harm to our children and our loved ones. Hmm. Uh, it, it sounds like you're, uh, sounds like, be interesting to see where you kind of end up, on what path you end up. It'll be interesting to see if you end up working for, working with or for or at the front of one of the big firearms uh, lobbies in this country. Or um, What do you think about the laws here in Arizona? Are you pretty familiar? I know they have constitutional carry here. Yeah. I like their gun laws. I I don't know much about them. I want to do some research. We're gun crazy here. I know. Like we're gun crazy. I heard, I, mean. I heard you guys used to be like California with your guns. Like a couple years ago, right before constitutional carry got passed, it was like damn near impossible to get a CCW permit. No, that's not really. No, no, that's no. not true. No, I heard that from no. somebody. Oh my God, no, no. This state, you've been born, and they basically before you can they walk, strap a rifle they, they, your think chest before you're born? they think it's three fifty seven in your hand, and if you keep it, you turn into a Democrat, and if you turn it in for a nineteen eleven, you're going to be a Republican. You ever shoot a five hundred BFG? No. It's a, f it's a hand cannon, and I got to shoot one. For the first time with my girlfriend's dad a couple weeks ago, I don't think I'll ever shoot a 500 BFG again. <laughs> Bobby, what's a 500 BFG? That's, that's a Western thing. 500 big fucking. Is it a, is, is it a, does it go in a revolver? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, perfect. You I'll can, show you a video. You're going to show me a video. Okay. No, no, no. That's that's no good for me. I mean, I had all my, I had my, my, my custom 1911s are all 9mm. I'm a 9mm guy. I like 9mm and I like 223. Well, um, it's it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. I, you know, actually, I know you don't know me from Adam, but I actually hope you keep in touch, and I'd love to hear. Absolutely. I'd love to hear what's going on with you. I, uh, you know, I used to be in the martial art martial arts business, so for about thirty years. So I had I talked. I have talked to so many young people, kind of transitioning into their adulthood. A lot of them come, go off, became fighter pilots. A lot of them went in the military. A lot. Of, doctors and attorneys and it's fun now all these young people that i kind of talked to over the years with all these really cool careers um you got a, a kind of interesting thing that you can either do nothing with or you can do something huge with i guess Absolutely. that's the that's the paradox for you, know, you right i want to do huge things i want to do big things i want to be a voice i want to be an activist because you know what you know what who gave this to me the left did they gave me my voice and they're trying so hard to silence me but guess what it's not going to happen i'm going to be loud I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I want to say, and nobody's gonna shut me up. What um What's the thing that surprised you the most in the last few years? Censorship, the censorship we face, especially with what we're revealing with the Twitter files. I I had no idea how censored conservatives was, are. Was your team being censored at all during your thing oh, at all? Yeah, I was deplatformed off of several several different crowdfunding sources. I had a I had I was shadow banned on social media like it was so hard to 
get followers and Instagram. I'm pretty sure I'm still shadow banned because I, I don't move in followers there. I stay at the same number. I actually drop and then gain and then drop and then gain. I had the same thing happen. I got up to 15,000 and I couldn't get one above it. Yeah, I'm at like 250K <laughs> yeah, on you get a bit, Instagram. A audience. But, but every time I get like 251 or 200, like I can't get past 260K. Interesting. You know, there's, o there's only two possibilities, right? Either you've reached the market penetration engagement level for your level of but i'm pretty close to a million on twitter <laughs> that's pretty funny so are you posting on twitter now yeah i post quite a bit on twitter not as much on instagram um i like free speech and elon musk um i think he's doing great things with that yeah yeah you got any heroes that have been on your uh, list since you were a young person what got you doing all this civic stuff you know, just law enforcement, seeing like law enforcement help people, firefighters, first responders, people that are like sacrificing their lives for others and doing selfless things and just all around like good people. Those are my heroes, people that are willing to help other people's like people that are willing to like they see a friend in need. They know that friend legitimately needs help and they just don't say, oh, that sucks. They go out there and they help them. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I heard so many collegiate types you know the i are you familiar with thomas soul black economist he's kind of a legend he's one of my favorite economists ever uh, him and milton friedman maybe thomas soul's got this he divides the country into the hillbilly culture and the and the white collar or collegiate culture and he says that basically the country owes this huge debt to the hillbilly culture because we all joined the military we're all cops we're all firemen we all kind of serve and kind of into our community and the other mm -hmm. group goes off to school and gets finance degrees and makes all kind of crazy money and skips out on that service part. But the collegiate crowd, while they're all trying to get into their favorite schools, they, 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 they go to do volunteer work. And you were doing volunteer work. I have hundreds of hours of volunteer, even before the Kenosha incident. Hundreds. I would volunteer at Shop with a Cop. I would volunteer at these other organizations, like not with the police explorers, like these uh, parades, these uh, doing traffic, doing soup kitchen just helping out um you know every year for christmas time and thanksgiving as a fire cadet we would do these food drives we would pack up these boxes and we load them in the car and we'd give them people in need and that was one of the things we did you know uh I, on the coasts i've heard the california folks make fun of you for doing that kind of stuff i know you've heard that too yeah because they don't want to get out there and do anything they want to sit around and collect from the government and you know, do he nothing was, with their lives. And, and I heard talk show hosts like really bagging on it. And I'm cracking up because I'm sitting here going, you know, I see a young guy, you know, you got a baby face. I look 12. Yeah, let's you, be honest. You got a baby face and I think you got a good heart. And I, I saw you do this volunteer work and everybody, all of this group uh, judged you so hard. Did a, tr They all signed up trying to figure out what volunteer work to do to get into what college they wanted to get into. I and it, it, it that, was yeah. their reason for it. And you've just been out doing it and lots of it. So kind of hats off to you for that. I really want to dig into a lot of these people's past. Like <laughs> all these people out in California, all these like politicians that yeah. are saying all these bad things. I want to know what skeletons you're hiding. And you know what? Truth always comes to light. Yeah. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about where you're at. Like, you've got civil stuff going on right now. Okay, can you give us a little lay of the land? That's all, like, reasonably open knowledge, right? Yeah, I'm being sued in the Eastern District of Wisconsin by the family of Anthony Huber. Um, uh, and was he the guy with the pistol that you shot in the bicep? He which, was, which guy is he? He was the guy that attacked me with the skateboard. Okay. I remember when that went down, I remember I was talking to a couple of women, and they were saying, you know, he just shot a guy with a skateboard. I'm like... I could chop your head off with my kid's skateboard. Like, standing a grown man with a skateboard above with it. I mean, I, I, I think... to the back of my head. I, I think people don't realize it's a hunk of wood with two hunks of metal, you know, almost like cow drops on him. I mean, you could, you could kill somebody with a skateboard. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I have a, like, I have a, I have a brain injury. Like... I have right. constant migraines because of it. I have a dent in the back of my head. Um, I, I see spots constantly. I don't know if like if some, some people with brain injuries have that. I mm -hmm. see purple and blue like flashing. It is it is a deadly weapon. So um and and he's deceased. He he did he did pass away. And and his family is coming after you now. 
Yes. Because um, he had a big earning potential with that lifestyle he'd chosen so far already. So um, they're coming after you, and what's the status on that? Can you give us a little heads up? You know, we're still like we're still trying to raise money for it. It's really it's it's an expensive lawsuit. Almost all the money's going towards that. Um, I have an outstanding bill with them, so we have a couple of germits till in the new year to get a new mo a motion filed that we're filing. Um, but right now, I'm working on raising money through a give send go um, that people can go and donate. What's give send go? It's it's the conservative crowdfunding for conservatives. All right, they so they won't shut you off. Give, uh, right. GoFundMe shut me down. Give, send, go. They have been extremely supportive, and they've helped me. So if somebody wants to go to Give, send, go to help you out, and I recommend they do, we're going to do something cool for you, I hope, uh, here at the factory. Um, how do they do that? Is it GiveSendGo.com, or what is it? They can go to www.GiveSendGo.com forward slash Kyle Rittenhouse. All right, and, and so they can just have, go there, and there's a little search window. They can do a little search window for your name, and your thing will pop yeah. up, right? We have the whole lawsuit listed there. We have the amended complaint that they filed against me. Some great friends of mine helped set that up for me. Okay, all right. And uh, and nobody from the NRA or any of the 2A groups have stepped in to help with defense? You know, National Association for Gun Rights and Gun Owners of America have been really helpful. Um, I They're helping bring some money in for the defense. Um I know I'm working with them. I just I was just at our NEGR ranges. I did some videos with them, and, and I had a blast. They're just great people all around. Same with the Gun Owners of America. They're doing some great things, advocating for some great politicians and elect, getting some great officials elected. Well, I hope you find a way to parlay some of your name and gravitas into some help dealing with the frivolous mess that's coming behind all of this. Um. So, do you have anything else besides that one? Uh, what, what what was that fellow's name? What, what's the f the family that's suing you? What's their name? The family of Anthony Huber. Okay, uh, John Huber is suing me in the Eastern it, District of Wisconsin with about twenty other police departments. Okay, and so, the amending complaint. Who's funding him? He's got to come up with all the money, right? It's this well-funded Democratic um, National Committee law firm, law firm out of Chicago that has he has like ten lawyers listed and. It's ridiculous. They're extremely well-funded. So it's basically the Democrat machine, especially in Illinois, is kind of behind this. Yeah, coming after me, and it's it's ridiculous because they have all this money. What they're trying to do is they're trying to find like drain me into a financial like burden to where I can no longer afford to defend this lawsuit, and then they're going to use this as an example, saying you cannot defend yourself without right. being sued. Because it'll destroy you. It will destroy you. It is so important. This is almost as important as the criminal trial. Like it, They will financially cripple you if this goes to trial, and if they win, it will financially destroy. Is anyone else suing you? I'm not currently being sued by anybody else at the moment. I'm actually hoping to file lawsuits in the next couple of months. It got postponed because of this lawsuit. This kind of took priority. Mm -hmm. um, are you going to go after, like... Uh, what was the kid's name? Sam something or another that had a, uh, you know, they that CNN said he was doing a bunch of racist stuff against a Native American. It turned out to not be true. You know, Todd McMurtry is actually Nick Sandman's attorney, and he actually represents me in my in my civil matters for my lawsuits I'm going to file. Okay. Um, I'm planning on going after, like, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, Facebook, MSNBC, and some of these big tech platforms that really hurt me and really prohibited me from defending myself in the court of law and that made it almost damn near impossible yeah well i wish you the very best of luck you got anything you want to talk about or let us know about or let people know about here in arizona that might be listening i just want to thank you for having me out here um at your headquarters you know beautiful place here awesome machinery and just a bunch of great people here well i gotta tell you i think you're a class act we um uh, as I watched how you conducted yourself during your trial and right afterwards and on a couple of podcasts that I watch, I'm not a big watcher, but I said, man, that young man, he's, he's conducted himself really well. And, um, I think, I think you, it's really important to get somebody to help mentor you over the next two steps. Cause you really do have two options, right? One is to just go off and live your life and kind of disappear back into obscurity like the rest of us. Or or parlay that into something bigger, but to do that the right way is a is also requires a deft hand, I suppose, right? Um, and, and absolutely wish you the very best. Um, we were all just rooting for you, 
Um, it wasn't based on racism. It wasn't based on Schadenfreund. It was us looking at kind of what happened. Just, you know, the eyes tell a lot. The and evidence. And watch the, right the video things. and you go, you got to be kidding me. How is this in trial? How is this kid in jail? Um, and it's amazing how much you're in the wind when something like this happens. Like, the machine is really big. It's bigger than any one of us. So unless you're independently wealthy, which is almost nobody, it's a big it's a big machine to deal with. And you did it with a bunch of grace that you don't see from a lot of people. Absolutely. The machine is the most powerful entity. The media is the most powerful entity on the planet. It's bananas. Do you have anybody you trust in the media? You know, I really learned not to trust many people in the media, but, you know, Tucker Carlson, John Hannity, there's a few like Sebastian Gorka, Charlie Kirk, um, Sarah Gonzalez. Those are the few people I trust. Um, there's a handful. I'm sorry. I, I don't get to list Everybody their names, yeah. but it's a short list. It's a short list, but they have become really close friends and really close people I trust and that I'd, I'd go and have dinner with and hang out with. Good. Well, next time you're in Arizona, I hope you come by again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Pleasure having you here. Perfect. All right, sports fans, that's the show. Just a little bit of, uh, you know, I didn't want to get into all the nuts and bolts because there's plenty of places you can go see all the nuts and bolts of this and review all that. And Plus, I don't want to re-traumatize somebody going over one of the most traumatic things that's ever happened to them. But I thought it would be fun to come in, have him come in and talk, and uh, just get a chance to see where he's at right now and get a chance to see where his head is. You know, almost two years, almost a year and a half after all this went down. Seems pretty clear-headed and doesn't seem too crazy to me. So I'm uh, I'm tickled. Uh, I'm tickled he came in. I hope you guys reach out. We're gonna see if we can do something cool for him, and if so, we'll announce that to you guys and uh, we'll put a video out so you guys kind of know we're doing it. And you'll see it on our website if we can kind of come to some terms that don't jam him up with all his legal machinations he's got going on. So that's our show here from Phoenix, Arizona. Thanks for coming to the Greg Medford Show. You can check us out if you're seeing a little snippet of this on YouTube. Jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or Rumble. You can see us there. Just do a search for The Greg Medford Show. If you want to find out about our knives, go to Greg, um, MedfordKnife.com or go to ASKKnife.com. You can find out about our knife company and uh, the knife companies and things we make. It's kind of cool. All American made. That's the show. We're out.